I demand justice. Someone has married my brother. No. She took him to Hawaii. Get out of here. They have moved into a large, expensive home where they make love constantly. I hate when that happens. Arrest her at once without delay. Who? Debbie, my brother's wife, the temptress of Waikiki. Who are you? What are you? Who moved the rock? Officer, you must issue a subpoena. I believe they own... Gomez, no. A Buick! Just leave. Leave quietly. Leave now. Don't make me call Ringling Brothers. Has the planet gone mad? My brother, passion's hostage. I seek justice. Denied. I shall not submit. I shall conquer. I shall rise. My name is Gomez Adams, and I have seen evil. I have seen horror. I have seen the unholy maggots which feast in the dark recesses of the human soul. There it can. I have seen all this, officer. But until today, I had never seen you. Huckum, buckum, cuckum. Now! So, Peter, you uh, are in a, a long-standing marriage. Uh, new baby on the way. Uh, yes. Of this recording and as of this release, you know, if I get to it and release them for Halloween week. And and uh, when when were you hoping to have this at, uh, out by Christmas or Halloween? Halloween. So yeah, all well, of this has to be wrapped. Also, up. I just had my tenth wedding anniversary. There you go. So yeah, that is my lead into Adam's family values, where there's a new baby in the, the yeah. Adams family. Uh I was going to ask you any thoughts on naming your new child uh, Pubert? That is on top of the list. <laughs> Unfortunately, I I'm not picking this time. So. Well, or fortunately, maybe <laughs> for this child. Uh this is the uh sequel to the successful film, so it goes into our repeat segment for the month as we finish out a look at this franchise and i'm just gonna guess even though this one was not uh financially as well received as uh, the first one and i'm looking at the date here peter and it looks like in its second week that it ran right into uh robin williams as mrs doubtfire which probably was wow. uh, some pretty stiff competition probably a mistake yeah for family values i would say i'm looking at the wikipedia page and budget 47 million box office for just right under forty nine million, so he didn't make much back. Yeah, the first one did one hundred thirteen, so pretty big drop off. That's a reason why there was, a, I guess, an attempted reboot, and they didn't go forward with a third film with this this cast. Um, but for us, this is uh, a Christmas miracle on Halloween Day because we're watching this after Adam's family reunion, and it's yes. phenomenal. It is one of the greatest films I've ever seen. If you're watching this after <laughs> Adam's family reunion, the Saban production, yeah, yeah, uh, this this one, um, you know, and I, I say that just uh, grading it on a curve. Uh, my co-host on ninety nine from ninety nine, Ben Zook, we once did a War Machine versus War Horse episode, uh, and he said before you wrap up the show, you have to do an Adam's Family Value episode. He is a diehard fan of this, and huh, okay. I didn't remember much about it other than the camp sequences, which we've kind of already talked about earlier and we'll get to, like we've alluded to. I think both of us remembered Wednesday and Pugsley going to camp. That's yes. That was the only memory I had. He was diehard. He was adamant. No, 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 no. 
this one ages really well. You don't have to watch the first one again. Uh, just watch this. So there are those fans out there for this. So I'm not just saying if you've seen Adam's Family Reunion or if you've listened to an original remake episode on it. This one, I think this one is far more, would you say it's far more adult? I mean, we introduced the Joan Cusack I would say subplot. That. Okay. I would say that. It's a, a little bit darker. It, it's funny, too, because um, I feel that they kind of do give a lot of the family members more things to do mm-hmm. individually. The, the the one thing I don't like is that they kind of split everybody up, you know, uh, mostly sending the kids away. It's like a TV and then, season kind of where you have this little yeah. plot going, this one, yeah. Right. And, you know, Fester getting married, and then you see him and uh, Debbie. Um, you know, Debbie. I'm sorry, Mr. Debbie moves in with Debbie. I, my, <laughs> Mr. Debbie. My my favorite uh, scene is, is one that uh, Ben Zook, my co-host, went on and on about. And he's like, when you get to it, you'll understand uh, why he loves Adam's family values so much. Uh, is when you have Gomez go to the police station and <laughs> explain what's happened. <laughs> and the cop's like... Uh, oh, you mean Nathan who? Lane? <laughs> yeah, Nathan Lane, who's great. Even one, you know, he re, re, yeah, because we did um the uh, gosh, help me out here, the, the movie Cage. with Robin Williams, yeah. Birdcage, right, right, right. Uh, <laughs> Adam's Family episode, you can't bring up Robin Williams because apparently that's that's a cursed name to 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 end the franchise as Robin Williams. But mm. uh, him coming to him and trying to explain what's happened to his family, which makes no sense from a. Uh, law and order perspective <laughs> and he's like married to who and he goes debbie <laughs> like like everyone should know of course it's debbie <laughs> fester's wife yeah uh i love uh raul julia here i love his his version of gomez i just love his enthusiasm even when the world's crumbling like you mentioned in a previous the previous episode where he's uh, just watching uh, Sally Jesse Raphael and depressed. Even when he's depressed, he's like so enthusiastic <laughs> about it. Uh, I had a good time with this one. I had a really good time with this one, surprisingly so, because I thought with our new format, I feel like maybe sometimes it's a disservice to the last film because maybe you're just kind of tired. It's like I'm tired of yeah. God know what you did series at this point. But I, I had a lot of fun with this. I feel maybe we feel a little bit more um, jaded if we're doing like a big binge. You know, yeah. um, inside baseball, you know, we're kind of tac- uh, tackling Adam's family and also Home Alone. And, you know, we're not purposely spreading them out, but we are trying to get these done before I go on my uh, leave of absence here from podcasting. More children. The the baseball team will be created at one point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, you're right. And, and not only that, I think because of the success of the first movie, you got a bunch of these, like, character actors that are all over the place. I mean, I always remember the, um, uh, gosh, the, uh, I, I don't know his name, but the camp counselor that was in the, uh, uh it's, uh, uh, Peter, Ghostbusters 2. Peter McNichol is Gary Granger. And then, uh, Christine, yeah. uh, Bransky is, uh, Bransky, uh, she, she yeah. returns. I, I feel like this is her third appearance, at least third on our show. Uh, one recently. And then also we talked about her in the, um, the Grinch, the Grinch movie. I personally think it's a welcome appearance for, the, for this, oh, absolutely. this type of comedy in particular. Uh, she is, she is really good. Cruel Intentions. No, she wasn't. We didn't cover that, but we, we brought her up, I think. You may have covered it without me because I think I've threatened you uh, that we're going to go back to it. And you know what I just bought for five bucks on iTunes? Cruel Intentions. Uh, it was on sale. Cruel Intentions. And I'm like, that's uh, $5 well spent on Ryan Philby's yeah. buttocks. As uh, as Johnny Lawrence from Cobra Kai would say, that gets a, dump, a thumbs up. 
There you go. Pimping out Cobra Kai again. That gets a thumbs up. You know, he's did we mention we did fighting a, social media uh, a month on uh, Karate Kid as well. Um, yes, yes, we did. Um, Tony Shaloub was also in here. Surprising because <laughs> I did not remember that. Uh, I, I, so a drunken so sailor that's like uh, yeah. hoping to get with Debbie <laughs> after <laughs> Fester dies. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, well, she's still yeah, she's still with him, and they don't even bat an eye at that. But. Um, uh, gosh, what was I going to say? Tony Shalhoub. Well, okay, so you mentioned how um, Ben kind of, uh, or or you said that you only remember the camp, mm-hmm. and I have forgotten a lot of things, um, like the baby. I forgot there was a baby. It's pretty important. The baby saves the it, day. It, it's on the damn cover. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like I, I forgot the baby was there. Um, I forgot uh, the return of Amanda. Like I remember. Because she was a Girl Scout in the first movie, um, I remember the camp scene, but I forgot some of like like the the boy that is there too. Uh, is it David Crumholtz? Yeah, that he, who that is. He would uh, play very similar parts like this throughout uh, the all the way up until what Ten Things I Hate About You as the kind of the the nerdy very sim- other guy. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. So th- that was kind of a, a welcome surprise because I forgot he was in here. And so when I saw him again, then I started kind of remembering some of the beats, like, you know, their kiss through the fence. Um, but I think what I kind of enjoyed much more as an adult is the play, <laughs> the Pilgrims and the Indians. Um, Leading us out of one holiday into the next, going in next month into Thanksgiving. Uh, mm-hmm. I, you know, even as a kid, that's probably why that's what I remember the most. I think you... At least I um, aspired to be able to put on a uh, production like that. Like if you're ever forced into a school play, because the the kids here playing uh, the the Native Americans um, not only take over the production, but they take hostages. Like, <laughs> like during it, <laughs> they're roasting they're roasting the camp counselors. <laughs> I am so glad we invited the Chippewas to join us for this holiday meal. Remember, these savages are our guests. We must not be surprised at any of their strange customs. After all, they have not had our advantages, such as fine schools, libraries full of books, shampoo. How? I am Pocahontas, a Chippewa maiden. An Indian. Enough said. (laughs) And I am Running Bear, betrothed to Pocahontas. In the play. 20 grand for summer camp. He's Mr. Woo Woo. We have brought a special gift for this holiday feast. I am a turkey. Kill me. What a thoughtful gift. Why, you are as civilized as we, except we wear shoes and have last names. Welcome to our table, our new primitive friends. Thank you, Sarah Miller. You're the most beautiful person I've ever seen. Your hair is the color of the sun. Your skin is like fresh milk. And everyone loves you. Stop! Sit. Wait. What? We cannot break bread with you. Huh? Becky, what's going on? Wednesday! You have taken the land which is rightfully ours. Years from now, my people will be forced to live in mobile homes, on reservations. Your people will wear cardigans and drink highballs. 
We will sell our bracelets by the roadsides. You will play golf and enjoy hot hors d'oeuvres. My people will have pain and degradation. Your people will have stick shifts. The gods of my tribe have spoken. They have said, do not trust the pilgrims, especially Sarah Miller. Gary, she's changing the words. And for all these reasons, I've decided to scalp you and burn your village to the ground. It is a joy to behold. I actually thought the direction you would go was, this feels like uh, Christopher Lloyd as Fester, uh, unchained. He's un... Uh, he's not restricted by the plot of the first film where he doesn't really know if he's part of the Adams family, but he kind of wants to be, he thinks he's, uh, you know, he's conning them this time. It's like, he gets to be full on fester and he gets to go pretty much as big as, uh, Raul Julia as Gomez, especially his, his honeymoon, uh, courtship, I guess, days with, with Debbie, where she's attempting repeatedly to kill him. And he's, completely oblivious slash turned on by her attempts to do this to him because he's an Adams and he's depraved. I like Christopher. This is Christopher Lloyd's like, you know, better work in the series is because he just gets to be fester. And even though he's separate from the family, uh, he's more like an Adams in this film than he is in the first one. Oh yeah, absolutely agree. Um, he's a lot more animated physically and otherwise. Um, I kind of like the that the one scene where she tries to electrocute him in the bathtub. <laughs> like I forgot <laughs> about that light bulb uh, moment too, which is kind of like, I guess. Um, I feel maybe the first one is a little bit more, and I'm gonna use this term loosely grounded. So I know what you mean. You know, I mean, it sounds yeah, weird yeah. if you've not seen this one. But yeah. once you've seen values, you're like, okay, they just they were just letting the freak flag fly on this one. They just kind of went. Yeah, they they really did. Um, so you know, like I started questioning, like, so are they just supernatural? Like, I don't get it. I thought <laughs> they were just a little different, you know, unique, uh, kooky. But I don't know. Um, I I guess now did uh did Carol Kane? Did she also play Grandma Adams in the first movie? That's I don't um, I don't think we really talked about it in the first movie. Uh, you know that's an interesting point because I'm I'm wondering because it felt like she was far more prominent in this, uh, or at least yeah. I took notice of the character and I didn't in the first one. I'm trying to look up. No, uh, Granny was played by Judith uh, Molina. Who interesting? It, it looks like it was just a recasting because she she did not uh, pass until 2015. So I I don't know. Oh, wow. what the reasoning was there. Well, you know, perhaps somebody uh, rewatched The Princess Bride and said, you know what, we can use Carol Kane. <laughs> well, you can put her under all that makeup and that distinctive voice comes through as far as the, uh -huh. you know, that that's part of the, the comedy, um, uh, the charm, I guess, uh, if you, you would put of that character. Same, uh, as you said, same thing in Princess Bride. Put her under all sorts of, uh, of disguise and uh, she'll still be, still be funny. Um, but yeah, that's interesting. I don't, I don't know why that is because Granny is still such a small part. It's like... Did they not feel that it was zany enough that they had to call in Carol Kane? It feels a little bit like overkill in that regard. Not in a bad way, but just they're just throwing everything kitchen sink at this one. Yeah. Um did, did you have any criticisms of the movie? Like uh I, I agree with you. Like uh, I felt like this was still kind of fun. I wonder if maybe word of mouth that, you know, it wasn't as good as the first and maybe it was more for for the grown-ups? I, I think don't know. it like, I, definitely I, is, you could say it's more for the grown-ups. Like the uh, the, the Black Widow uh, sort of serial killer played by Joan Cusack. 
the honeymoon stuff. Um, I, th- I think they try to solve that by having the kids go to camp, but it's so, um, as you said that by separating them, it's like there's distinct segments of the movie where that the kids would probably enjoy a lot more, even though I think adults probably mm-hmm. would enjoy the camp sequences because you just, everyone's gone through something like that. Uh, and the, I like that the film and basically calls out the camp for, for being run by racists. Yeah. I love it. They're all blondes and blue eyes and yeah, yeah, very privileged and entitled people. Uh, I loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't, they um, do not shy away from that at all, which I, I, I did not get probably as a kid, but now I'm watching, I'm like, oh, no. good. No, they, they, they went there. Nice. They really did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, that's all I saw. Like, yeah, I, I think this movie couldn't be so more now, you know, mm-hmm. um, I think a lot of people need to kind of revisit this movie. I, I think uh, a lot of people would quite enjoy it. Yeah, it's it's um, probably um, in that regard uh, aged far better. And I enjoyed the ninety one mm-hmm. version, uh, but this one, you know, and honestly, it would have worked under our, our original format. Like even if we weren't doing the two thousand nineteen, because uh, the the Fester thing, it, when you ask for like one criticism, um, I enjoy all of the stuff with him and Joan Cusack. The only negative side the wig. to it. She put, him, she put him in a wig. I did not like the wig at <laughs> oh, all. You knew that was coming. The blowjob. Um, Uncle Fester blowjob. That, that, was, that was probably necessary after what that man had was been it? through. Okay. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> it did crack me up when he uh, – she she relates to him. Uh, part of her scheme is that she's a virgin and she's waiting for the right man. And then he is like, I have something to tell What's you too. What's a virgin? <laughs> it is similar, especially if you're watching these close together where it's like – Another domineering woman has got control of Fester and is trying to turn him against his family. That would probably be my one hangup is that the plots are so okay. similar, uh, but only in the regard that, you know, if I had to pick one, I pick Adam's family values. Uh, but it just seems weird that that's how they chose to use Fester both times with this cast of characters. Yeah, because I also like Wednesday a lot more in this one as well. Not not to say that I didn't like her in the first movie, but everyone's grown up. Everyone's a little bit more animated. It's uh, definitely a lot kookier. Um, She's dealing with more of her own stuff as opposed to being like a little detective against Fester, which I liked. She's just picking on, you know, her peer group and uh, yeah, whoever that that the, the girl that plays uh, what is the name of the Mer- Mercedes McNabb. Uh, yes, Amanda. She is so good as that type of kid. Uh-huh. Like, I mean, it's just like personified as far as someone that probably everyone has gone to school with and you're just like despised during your school days. Um, the other thing is that the, the plot of the, the Black Widow, it kind of reminded me of So I Married an Axe Murderer, if I'm not mm. mistaken, also came out the same year. Yeah. And like, you they would have so... been really close together. They probably would have been like within mm-hmm. months of each other. Um, I still say I gotta go with the, <laughs> I gotta go with the oblivious nature of Fester, uh, dealing dealing with someone <laughs> trying to kill him and just being a fucking tank. Like no matter what you do to him, he just it's gonna. I, I think um, also like I don't know if you noticed this, but I feel that once he moved into the mansion, was wearing that wig, um, I think, I think they slimmed down Fester at that moment too, maybe to kind of say that Debbie has him eating healthier too, mm-hmm. or. You know his change in diet. He he looked slim this um this time around. Like after getting out of the robes, obviously it is a different wardrobe. But I wonder if that's what they were trying to say. Um, it's a, it, I don't know. Regardless, it just... it's going to be an awkward uh, sort of fat suit for Christopher Lloyd to play. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't even yeah. think they try to make it look real. It just it just looks incredibly uncomfortable and and awkward. But you know, Fester was never going to be a looker anyway. Uh, you know, one thing that I. 
was worried about as I watched it was when the plot is revealed is it's fun to watch Joan Cusack um, as this threat to the family because she's like hamming it up too. Uh, but I was a little concerned that when all the cards were on the table, like how they were going to resolve it, because she basically has to tear into Fester as far as like, you know, who would ever <laughs> like when I have sex with you, love you, like impossible. But even when she has the entire, and I do mean the entire, well, except for the baby, Adam's family, uh, she's getting ready to electrocute them. Uh, <laughs> they all wish her good luck. Like, and you sound like it's... <laughs> <laughs> The movie, every time I think, like, well, how are they going to handle that? Because I understand they're going for some black comedy, and, you know, it's it's certainly, this family members have a dark sense of humor, but it's like, you know, eventually, when you're threatening to kill people left and right, uh, including an entire family, I'm like, are they going to be able to make that funny or fun? And they do. Every time they go for it, it's like, oh, okay, it worked. You know, just because the Adams just kind of accept all these things as, you know, like we said in an earlier episode, up is down. You know, whatever is going to be harmful is, is good. I guess that's the other thing that kind of kept on sticking out to me because there was um, a few moments actually where up wasn't down, you know, up was up. And um, for example, I feel like when pubert was starting to change and some of the comments made and go, well, that's not, I mean, a comment like that from Morticia would be a positive thing for Morticia. You know, like, I, he, I don't remember. He looks like, you know, he's blonde and angelic looking and doesn't have the, the pencil stash anymore. What about it? Is that what you're talking about when he starts to... No, no. There was just uh, some examples where, um, you know, like she's talking about her husband's... Or no, no. Well, I forget what she says about Puber, but she mentions her husband's dying. And at that point, like that should be... Like she should be happy, right? But <laughs> she was still saying. sad at the moment. If you follow yeah. that logic, then yeah, mm-hmm. like you run into... Yeah, that, that's that's fair. I, I uh, Some of the stuff I don't really understand, but I just accept as part of uh, the the Adams family on particular logic, like when he tells Nathan Lane, the cop, that uh, Debbie uh, not only is, uh, has married and taken her uh, his his brother off to a tropical island to have sex with him, but they also drive a Buick. And I'm like, what's, what does that <laughs> a Buick? <laughs> yeah, he's pretty good at some of his uh, enunciations with or his delivery with some of this dialogue. And um, yeah, I think they all did pretty good. Angelica Houston, actually, like I feel she wasn't as what's prominent. That, like that she was, was the word the first I was getting one? ready to use. Not as prominent as the first one. Um, yeah. Which, you know, is, is fine. There's definitely a lot of uh, zaniness to go around. But yeah, maybe... Maybe there was more concern with the first one that they needed to like lead with her more. She had uh, definitely more mm. of the, uh, I guess, the comebacks in those, the sort of uh, darkly comic lines uh, in the first one. Uh, I did like her <laughs> uh, respecting Joan Cusack's game, though. Like she, oh, she yeah, knew yeah. what she was doing, but she's like, I respect never, that. <laughs> never caught that before. So, you know, I got, I got it this um, this time around yeah. as again as an adult. So yeah, I, I haven't seen this one in so long. Um, not sure why, but maybe it just things went over my head. It was just different. I love how everybody returns. We even have the uh, cousin It and his wife. Yeah. You know the same actress. That continuity so, stays. That that yeah, that I, I love that. Through. Yeah, and that's not something you see very often, especially with sequels. And um, uh, I, I guess with the Grandma Adams, she's the only recast. Really, did did you ever see that? Um, I'm pretty sure it was Photoshop, but there was a picture of Christina Ricci as Morticia Adams a few years back. Oh no, uh, that Sir, would be Google that right now. That would be <laughs> well. You you sent me a uh, a link that you, uh, I guess Tim Burton wants to try unrelated. Uh-huh. Uh huh. 
having you know worked with Christina Ricci, that seems like natural and a sort of tip of the cap to the to the past. If you had her playing Morticia, that would be pretty cool. You, now you uh, mentioned that, and, and while you Google um, oh, Christina on, Ricci as, as as Morticia, uh, did you also see that uh, quote unquote the internet wants Johnny Depp to be Gomez? You know, again, we're talking about Tim Burton here. Like, I feel there's a little, for me personally, like, um, I have a bit of a Tim Burton slash Johnny Depp fatigue. You know, like, cut ties. Um, Tim Burton needs to find a new Johnny Depp for, yeah, for him. Sometimes, uh, roles, it's, it's like too obvious. And I know we're, we're kind of talking out both sides of our mouth because it's like, oh, Christina Ricci once played Wednesday. Now she played Morticia. I'm looking at the pictures. I enjoy them very much. Um, <laughs> I bet you did. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I think that's been the kind of the rub with Depp for a while. It's like, oh, here's another fucking kooky character he's going to play. And I know when I think of him, like the, the movie that I kind of return back to is uh, Donnie Brasco, where it's like just, I mean, he's playing an undercover uh, FBI agent. So it's not like he's playing an everyman, but for, right. for once he's just, you know, he's not doing any sort of facial tics. He's not wearing these ridiculous costumes. Like, you know, that's about as normal as it gets. Or, uh, like, uh, what's eating Gilbert grape where he's just playing like mm. an older brother in a small town. Mm-hmm. Like I, Kind of miss him just playing it down. So yeah, sometimes it can just be like so expected that it, it just come it just reads as boring. It's like, yeah, he's done that type of thing before. That wouldn't be that interesting. Dark Shadows is not yes. too dissimilar from yeah. Adam's yeah, yeah. family, you know? Like you, you you've done this. Um move on. Uh because yeah, it's the Adam's family. I'm already picturing him doing a Jack Sparrow, a um maybe a light Edward Scissor hands, even or I guess more of an amped of Edward Scissor hands. Uh, and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, you know, like honestly, the better recasting already happened in our uh, go back to our remake episode for the 2019 anime film with uh, uh, Oscar Isaac. That's a better, it's for me, I'd rather just see him play the role, another lover, you know, yeah, that's right, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Oscar Isaacs and Christina Ricci as Morticia, good with me, it works, right? I mean, I'd watch it, (laughs) sure, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, the only way you can improve it uh, is Jessica Chastain as uh, <laughs> Debbie. Bring back Debbie as <laughs> the <Okay>. Black Widow. <laughs> or, you know, maybe uh, she's cousin, it's wife, you know? I don't know. Just Jessica Chastain's there in some yeah. capacity. That's fine with me. Um, now, th- since in, in every version of the movie... Uh, okay, speaking of every version, um, thinking back to Reunion real quick, just the two Pugsleys... Gosh, what a difference in size. <laughs> you know, the, the other guy's like built like a fridge, and this one is like, is, is what I imagine Pugsley to, to look like. He's well, always going to be honest, my Pugsley. Pugsley is kind of the thankless role in this, of all the family it members. It very is. Uh, he's just oh. there. So so that, that actually leads to my question that I okay. just forgot to ask. But at the very end of the movie, where Wednesday is telling uh, her boyfriend here, what's his name? Joel. Uh, she tells Joel how, like, well, if it were me, I would have scared my husband to death or that whole deal. And then you get the hand coming out of the grave because he's apologizing to Debbie. <laughs> but uh, whose hand do you think that is? Are we meant to think that Sting is involved in the joke or no? I think it's Pugsley. You think Pugsley's participating in the, the prank is always a sort of sidekick? Right. Yeah, because, you know, they... 
they are often pulling pranks together, if not trying to kill one another, more so Wednesday. Wednesday is giving this spiel. I, you know, as a kid and for, for decades, I, I, I do kind of remember that scene and, and I've always thought that, oh, it's Debbie. But now it's like, well, what if it was actually Pugsley? He would be susceptible uh, or agreeable, I guess, to uh, to being buried alive, to be <laughs> putting dirt over top of his body and waiting until D- the time. Didn't she attempt that in the first? No, no, in Reunion, right? Was it at Reunion she tried to bury him? I have to admit, the only thing I'm remembering about Reunion, unfortunately, <laughs> is Lurch's uh, wet dreams about the oh, woman's boy. <laughs> God bless. I cannot get that. So forgettable, that movie. Except for that. Why can I not remove that? <laughs> it's like seared in my brain. Uh, yeah, I need to need to remove that fast. Um, yeah, I, I had uh, a blast with this one. This one I would give high praise, but I'm kind of like you. Like Maybe it's because it was a sequel. Like As a kid, mm. I just didn't go back. Because it's like if I wanted to watch it again, I would just go back to the first one. I, I don't know why I had that those particular hangups with the sequel, like uh, you know, some of like film Twitter or like critics would have. But I, I guess I did. Wayne's World was like that for me too. Like I, I love both movies, and I can tell you, I can recite a lot of lines from the first movie. I, I couldn't recite squat from the second mm. one, and I don't remember disliking the second one. And I think that's got like uh, Christopher Walken and stuff, right? So it's but been a just, long time since. Yeah, you just go back to the first because it's like if you're, yeah. you're in the mood for it, just go back to the the original, uh, which would not help our podcast format. We need those remakes and sequels <laughs> to keep yeah. coming. It's kind of weird because then you think of a franchise like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and I'll watch. I'll, I will watch all three of them. You know, I, I don't. I don't keep returning to the first one, even though I know that's the best movie. See, I, I thought it was much like Back to the Future. I thought the third one was the one that kind of was separated. I, I know a lot of people are fans of the first two uh, Turtles, yeah. but I never. I don't hear too many people revisiting that third one. The third one is trash too, but I don't think there's <laughs> as more vocal of a hate for the third movie like you would hear with other franchises, you know, Godfather. Um, Matrix, for example. Like yeah. Two, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, Godfather, prime example of that, too. Um, but Godfather, you know, it kind of, I, I don't think it started the trend, but it's definitely one of the trailblazers for those having, like, a sequel that just came out way too late. Like, mm. what are you doing at this mm-hmm. moment? I can respect a lot of the cast members returning to reprise their roles, but you watch those first two movies, and it feels it has a certain feel, and you you also feel the decade that it's from. It coming out in ninety one was it the third movie late eighties early nineties? I thought like eighty nine or ninety is my guess. Okay, it's you know a lot later than the first two movies, yes. and 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 you can tell, and so it doesn't feel like a Godfather's movie. It just feels like another gangster movie, you know, with these um, uh, actresses that are always in gangster movies with just a same name from the first two Godfathers. So, I don't know. The the third Ninja Turtle movie, I think a lot of people, like, it's just, I don't know, may, maybe because it it was like time travel, so you're in feudal Japan. It, I'm, it I'm not exactly so sure. separate and off from you know, the first two, which I just did. You the, got like Elias Codius, you know, returning as... Oh, did uh, I didn't remember that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, he came back, he came back as uh, Casey Jones. Uh, I just did uh, the uh, 1990, the the first uh, feature film uh, for the Grand Gesture, and uh, the, the two uh, guys had on Derek um, and my co-host and uh, Teddy, Tangible Teddy. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, yep. uh, big T- Teddy's a big fan of the entire like franchise except for the Michael Bay produced stuff, uh, which oh, he's sure. not a fan of. Um, and then Derek is like a one and two guy, like Secret of the Ooze, and then it stops. 
Um, I have not seen any of those since I was a kid. It's kind of like Adam's family. Like I, for me to return, it would be like, oh, okay. There was a certain time that I stopped rewatching these and uh, it would be the first time watching them as an adult, uh, which, which would be, be interesting. Um, but I, I feel like getting back to Adam's family values, I have no idea where they would go with a third one, but they kind of went so <laughs> over the top with this. I feel like it would be something like that third Ninja Turtles where you would have to go so far off track uh, that maybe there would have been a drop off in quality. I don't know. Unfortunately, with uh, Raul Julia passing away, um, you know, there was never that opportunity to get the, the cast back together. But mm-hmm. I, I don't know where they would go from here uh, with with this particular cast, because uh, even w- watching the 2019 version they did pull back quite a bit as far as like, uh, what? Ooh, which part, because uncle Fester was all over the fucking place. <laughs> he was all over the place, but he was not, uh, he was not on a honeymoon for one. Like the, I guess okay. the, the, um, you know, it was more like, uh, to me, the classic setting as far as the weird family that lives in that house, that sort of plot. So I, I don't know if they would, uh, return to form if they'd done a third one in that regard. Um, because uh, even though I wasn't as high on the 2019 version, it's a pretty simple. It's almost like a TV show episode. Wednesday goes mm-hmm. to public school. You know that could have been like a 30 yeah. minute episode. Yeah, I, I guess um, kind of just looking through the synopsis um, on on Wikipedia again, uh, th- there was one thing that I just got reminded here that I also kind of um, you know raised an eyebrow at here is Wednesday seems to be the only one that like can put two and two together that Debbie is the, mm. the Black Widow here. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's a moment where they're watching uh, America's Most Disgusting Unsolved Crimes. They have pictures of this woman. <laughs> they can't identify that as as uh, Debbie Jelinski. <laughs> like, they have her name and everything. I just think they're totally unconcerned uh, and actually may have applauded her previous history as a Black Widow, uh, knowing that Fester could take it. Really, Really, the... The uh the the moral of the story is that Debbie just couldn't hang with the the Adamses, like she just wasn't strong enough to hang with their particular uh, version of uh, I guess just incredible morbid activity. Even though she's she's an incredibly morbid person herself, given that her profession is marrying and killing men for their for their money. But I I I have to like Joan Cusack. You know it's coming eventually. anybody i don't enjoy hurting anybody i don't like guns or bombs or electric chairs but sometimes people just won't listen and so i have to use persuasion and slides my parents sharon and dave generous doting or were they all i ever wanted was a ballerina barbie in her pretty pink tutu my birthday I was 10. And do you know what they got me? Malibu Barbie. Malibu Barbie. The nightmare. The nerve. That's not what I wanted. That's not who I was. I was a ballerina. Graceful. Delicate. They had to go. Given what she's done in her career, um, kind mm. of like Carol Kane, like she's got a very distinctive voice and plays uh, usually very comedic parts. Uh, you know when she eventually is going to drop the facade uh, and all of her frustrations that she's had with this particular plot to kill this particular man, 
Uh, I really enjoy when she <laughs> she just totally loses it and just pulls a gun on him. Like, that's it. Like, she tries to electrocute him. She tries to blow up the house. And here he comes walking out uh, with a shit-eating grin on his face. And I totally get it. I totally get why she, she loses, loses her mind. Um, but... Peter, you know, normally we would sort of wrap up the, the series by saying, where would we expect the series to go? And we've already seen it going with animated film with Charlize Theron and uh, Oscar Isaac. I kind of kind of wish that Debbie had survived. If there had been a third one, I wouldn't mind her just, you know, she found her place in the world. These are her people. If she would just understand that this is like... Like Cousin It's Wife? Yeah, if she just like understood like, hey, Mar- they, Margaret Morticia respects her game. They actually like that she's the Black Widow. If she just realized she's never going to be able to successfully kill Fester, uh, she might have had a, a happy life uh, marrying into no. the Adams family. You don't think so? <laughs> I don't believe. No, <laughs> no. You say that because you're, you're. Are you imagining the fact that she would uh, have to have uh, uh, sex with Fester again? All, all of it, like everything. <laughs> yeah, there, there's there's no way she eases into this family. Um, yeah, because I mean, she she killed like what three husbands before him, which we only saw the death of two. I feel, and when did she start getting married? Because they were all like fifty year old white men. <laughs> I don't, I can't, you know, that would be hard for her to gauge Fester's age, uh, because all you know, he evolves the, about the same age. I would say the Adamses. I I can't. I don't know, man. I don't know when you could expect him to uh, die of natural causes if she didn't force it along. Um, but he's. You know, he's definitely ghoulish looking. Lightning seems to do something for them, or electricity, rather. You know, again, it, it must be a uh, Christopher, Christopher Lloyd trope here. That is true. That's you. Could... Oh, if if reunion is like the unofficial part three, how come there was no pubert there? Isn't that common in, uh, especially in TV series? They'll introduce a kid, and then they get tired of like writing them in, so it's like they just kind of disappear from the the, the happenings of the family. Not officially disappear, but. I wouldn't say common, but I know one example um, from Family Matters. You know, there was the middle sister that ended up just disappearing from the show. I was thinking, like, everybody loves Raymond. They had three kids, but I felt like in the later seasons, uh, a lot of the plots didn't even revolve around the kids even being involved in anything that was happening. Which, you as a a family man, uh, that's probably striking, you know, it's a little strange. Because just, (laughs) you may have something going on that's not meant for... Uh, for kids to be involved with, but for them to just no longer not even be seen at all. Uh, I, I always got the impression with TV series that they sometimes they introduce too many kids that they don't know what to do with. I think that's exactly it. And maybe, um, you know, is due to the writing early on, they just w- weren't giving that character um, enough things. And so, you know, the, the character really had nothing else to do. And they just kind of get written off, or yeah, I, I, I guess so. The pubert effects. Um, yeah, I, I guess he would just kind of be a bit, of, you know, some extra baggage at a reunion. You know, a bunch of like normal Adams with a one D. <laughs> Such that was so that was bad. That was. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I guess I'm. I can't say I'm happy to have lived through the Adams family reunion, but at least it was free on YouTube and and terrible quality. Uh, I even forgot that that we watched it on YouTube. <laughs> let's uh, so so. Which one do we think is the the best of the series here? Uh, if we're, if we're are we establishing that reunion is the, the worst uh, in the series? Yes. Yep. Yep. I would definitely agree with that. Reunion is the worst. I'm I'm having um the reason for my pause is I'm having a hard time deciding which one is the best because they're both so different. 
You know, uh, if, if you kind of want more zaniness, you go with values. I go with values you know, I, for Joan I, Cusack. I got to. You know, I I think part one is like it's I, – I think part one has a better story, you know, and uh, a lot more fun beats, you know, like the, the whole um, mamushka. You know, I have a lot of fun with that. The the uh, I don't know if you want to call it a heist, but you know the the treasure hunting uh, in the Adams household, all of that. But what I think that values has over the original movie is the whole play sequence. Like this is better than the first movie where we had like the Quentin Tarantino uh, school play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that's cool and all, but like, I think this one has a bit of more of a commentary that is actually still uh-huh. relevant today. And uh, so I enjoy it for that. I don't know if I can actually sit here and say like, I would watch one or two um, more. I, I, I don't know when I will watch these movies again, but I had a good time watching the two of them. So I don't know, maybe a back to back thing, throw it on during a family gathering. I would I would say you know throw this one on for Thanksgiving if you can if you if you want a Thanksgiving movies are hard to come by uh, so much so that Peter is saying uh, I'm going to avoid this entirely over the <laughs> over the next you month. know I, I I do think that um, two uh, you know we say that it's more for the grownups but I think you just need to raise the age level a little bit for like I don't know if I want to show values to my eight year old son. You know, maybe if he was like nine or ten. Um, there's just some some things that I still like, like the blowjob, the insinuated blowjob. Like, I don't want him seeing that because I don't want to have to uh, answer what is going on. Yeah, especially with Christopher Lloyd's uh, face in a bald cap and a fat suit. Uh, doesn't right. seem like if the he, best time. If he knows that's talk, yeah. And um, like, I don't even even remember when I realized Dan Aykroyd was getting a a, a ghost blowjob in Ghostbusters. You know that. Probably took a few years too. I mean, I know we see like the his pants unzip and everything. I it went over my head as a kid. Yeah, that's it. It's probably for the best. <laughs> Daddy, why is his pants unzipping? <laughs> why is he making that face? The birds and the bees talk with uh, Ghostbusters and Adam's family uh, movie. Probably not the intention of the filmmakers, but uh, I'm glad we have values. Uh, it, it works just uh, on its own as comedy for me, so I'm, I'm uh-huh. happy that it was included. Um, all right, so that'll that'll do it for for this month. Uh, Peter is leaving the show to go procreate. Speaking of oh, birds and the bees, it's already happened. <laughs> oh so, wait, well the baby's coming, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, you, this is your. Uh, uh, hoisting up the championship trophy moment here. You don't want to miss that. This is the culmination um, of all that hard work and determination, uh, Peter. That's right. And I'm so, the 77 uh, Blazers. There you go. I knew we get the Blazers <laughs> in there somewhere. Uh, and uh, you know, you don't strike me as a Bill Walton uh, type, but no, not not a Maurice Lucas, perhaps Mo Lucas. Just just Asian <laughs> Warren Beatty. That's all I see. Okay. <laughs> all right. I'll take it. Uh, so yeah, I'll be, uh, writing, uh, not solo. Uh, I'll find, uh, some, some guests and try to do some Thanksgiving movies, but, uh, definitely high recommend to start off with Adam's family value. Uh, strangely, it's going to lead us from Halloween to Thanksgiving, mainly due to, uh, the greatness that, uh, as I have pictured here on my tablet, Christina Ricci, uh, <laughs> still up, <laughs> <laughs> still up. Why not? It's probably yeah. still going to be up, uh, come Thanksgiving. Yeah. I'll still have it up there. <laughs> It's a good picture. Yeah. I mean, I can keep up a few tabs, Peter. I'm not lazy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That'll do it. Uh, And uh, Peter will return 
right. in December, in December. For, uh, yeah. for a look at the Home Alone franchise for mm-hmm. our Christmas month. Looking forward to them. I'm looking forward to looking at this picture even more. <laughs> you, you do that. 